Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Iranian Market Minute. Today is Monday, June 27th, and this is episode number 143. My name is Justin Hewn. I'm your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro Newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right, uh, interesting day today. We had uh, a decent little decoupling from the broad market. We had the S&P actually closed down on the day and uh, some pretty significant outperformance, but we did see the shares pull back a bit. Either way, nice to see the uptrend in that outperformance chart that I like to share, URNM relative to the S&P um, continuing. And I will show you that in just a moment. In the mailbag section, I wanna talk about some, um, some further positive news as far as recognition of nuclear as a solution. And more and more we're seeing that. It seems like the adoption of nuclear is really, really gaining steam here. Um, also, I just wanted to point out that this is the month end in terms of price reporting coming from uh, UXC, which is one of the primary nuclear fuel consultants and the uh, primary price reporters. And we saw every single element of the fuel cycle up in the month of June. So not huge, huge 50, 60% jumps like we saw for uh, uh, UF6 and like we saw for enrichment back in March and April, but still the uptrend continues. It's not really pulling back. The situation continues to tighten. So that's a positive thing and continues to further the uh, thesis essentially that we have that this is uh, like a whip and what's happening is the front end of the fuel cycle is moving up quickly now and it's going to drag the back end up, which is U308. So that's essentially what we're invested in here for, um, on top of all the other fundamentals that I talk about ad nauseum. So before I'm, I'll, I'll get into the, the mailbag section in just a moment here, but let, why don't we run through the daily scoreboard here, talk about the spot price of uranium, spot flows, ETF flows, and we will look at the charts after that. Spot price actually up significantly today, up over $1.50 from Friday. Now that's with uh, not a whole lot going on in terms of funds flowing into SPUT. Doesn't really seem like it's uh, traders recognizing or expecting, let's say risk coming back on into the SPUT vehicle, expecting SPUT to raise money and uh, buy more uranium coming up. So interesting to see that and to see the SPUT vehicle actually trade up with the SPOT price of uranium rather than vice versa. And like I've mentioned, sometimes the tail wags the dog you'll actually see some action in the spot price moving the spot vehicle rather than the movement of the spot vehicle um, dictating the price of spot uranium. We're still at a big discount to NAV here. We're still at a 10.69% discount to net asset value as of yesterday's close. And of course, yesterday, spot did not, excuse me, Friday, spot did not raise any cash by issuing shares, nor did they buy any uranium. We'll have to see if they were in the market today with a uh, that nice move in the spot price. Total net asset value of spot sitting at 2.76 billion while it has 65.8 million in their treasury. They're likely to hang on to most of that, um, probably 40 or 50 million of that. So maybe they'll buy 100,000 pounds. Uh, we'll have to see. The ETFs, no change in outstanding shares for both URA and URNM. As far as the trading action goes, like I said, we saw some nice decoupling from the broad markets today and Generally, the thesis for us has been, you know, in terms of the actual price action of the uranium equities relative to the broad market, as long as we don't have these steep air pockets where you see the, the, the spoos just dropping like a fishing line, just gapping down day over day, um, where everything, the correlation of everything goes to one 
and uh, people taking risk off the table, sell whatever they own across the asset classes. But on a day like this, where we have just kind of general, you know, kind of weak tape, uh, we can outperform that. And let's look at that and look at this charts right now. All right, URA up 1.59% uh, on the day. Like I said, it pulled back pretty significantly from the highs on the day, but we have regained that lower trend line of this accumulation cylinder. Look at the volume. The volume is just not there. Clearly, this is not one of those uh, investors grabbing every share that they can type of moments for the uranium space. We continue to trade on declining volumes across the space for the most part with a few exceptions. Cameco up over 2% on the day. And what was the S&P? S&P closed down 0.3%. So why don't we look at URNM relative to the S&P? Like I said, it lost that trend line uh, the second half of last week. Now we are back above that. Nice to see pretty significant outperformance of the broad markets today. But again, where is the volume? The volume is not here. So we have, uh, you know, essentially a perfect setup here. We have the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust trading at a significant discount to their net asset value. We have the entire back end of the fuel cycle, or I should say front end of the fuel cycle, moving up month over month over month, and the price of spot price of uranium moving up. Um, the setup is ripe and it's there for the taking, and we are not yet seeing that volume come in. So what does that mean for me? That means I don't think we are back in risk on territory, and that's pretty clear looking across markets. There's not really um, speculative fury flowing into any markets at the moment, and risk continues to be pulled off the table. All right, so uh, mailbag section, somebody uh, actually pinged me this morning, letting me know that they had just seen on CNBC's Squawk Box, this is Ken Langoni, uh, a billionaire, co-founder of Home Depot. He was strongly advocating for nuclear power this morning. That's on CNBC Squawk Box. He said, and I'm going to quote here, 43 years ago, we had Three Mile Island. Not one human hair was injured in the worst nuclear accident we had in the history of America. We have right now deprived ourselves of one of the most logical ways to generate energy in massive quantities, and that is nuclear power. And that was a purely political decision, not an economic decision. Great quote, um, accurate quote. It's, it's really been uh, political in terms of the decline in nuclear power in the United States. Um, there currently uh, is one reactor being built at the, the Bodel plant. Um, there's a lot of support for advanced nuclear and SMRs, but for the most part, most of the support in the States is coming from reactor life extensions and the preservation of the existing fleet. Of course, with that said, we did just see a plant get shut down last month. Um, that, uh, that plant essentially was up for sale and any of the interested entities just did not want to invest the needed um, financial, uh, let's say, investment in order to bring that plant up to speed in terms of its operating efficiencies, in terms of its safety mechanism. So unfortunately, that plant was shut down. That was a smaller plant. But what have we seen? We've seen the U.S. government initiative, $6 billion to support uh, existing reactors, recently announced $4.3 billion uh, that seems to be aimed at uh, purchasing enriched uranium. We are still waiting for congressional approval and actual finite detail on that support, whether or not it goes through exactly what it will be supporting. But you can tell that the U.S. is um, vocally and financially starting to actually support nuclear energy. Um, the change in attitudes towards Diablo Canyon, keeping that open, swing in favor of nuclear by the Japanese public, 
they're actually, I just heard a poll recently that the German public is majority in support of keeping the last three reactors online. We continue to hear whispers about the potentiality for that. And that's quite exciting. So uh, just, you know, one more, one more thing, this, this CNBC squawk box quoting um, the co-founder of Home Depot basically saying, yeah, nuclear is really the solution. And so more and more what we're seeing in the mainstream is a readoption of nuclear and a quickly shifting sentiment for nuclear energy. And that's really positive. Uh, you know, you often say when you hear, uh, you know, your taxi driver, or your barber talk about an investment that's time to sell. Well, we're not really seeing that in terms of the investment. What we're talking about is nuclear as the technology that underpins these, this thesis is growing and the support for it is growing. And that's really quite exciting. All right, so probably the most important thing of the day, in my opinion, is those numbers that came from UFC for the month end numbers. And we're seeing every single element of the fuel cycle continue to move up. The thesis is valid, it is intact. And uh, we just have to weather this uh, current economic and market storm with, um, we have CPI numbers, I believe coming out again this week, or at least there's an FOMC. Um, I will have to see how the, the language coming from the Fed uh, affects the markets. And that's really what, what it comes down to is the markets are, you know, discounting mechanisms. They're always trying to price in the future. So even though we're at, uh, you know, 1.5 to 1.75% uh, Fed funds rate, currently the market's pricing in an expectation of hitting almost 4% by the end of the year. And basically most people think that's never going to happen for a variety of reasons I don't want to get into right now, but either way, it's the language. So it's the expectations of the future um, the future actions of the Fed and how that will affect markets going forward. So it will be interesting to see how that pans out for the rest of the week. But for now, nothing really has changed. Sitting tight, um, holding long these positions and weathering the storm. All things is set. Everything is set up here. We're just waiting for that, uh, that risk to come back on, come into the market. So still a lot of buying opportunities out there. All right. Um, we were going to go very, very deep into the... Um, the energy crisis that's happening globally in the newsletter for July. And that newsletter for July that would be coming out on uh, Tuesday, the 5th. So uh, if you are a member, that will be uh, in your inbox the morning of Tuesday, the 5th, an hour before the open of the markets. Thank you for watching. I do appreciate you. And I will see you tomorrow. Cheers.